At this time of year we have heard much about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what does it mean for you and your future? The Apostle Paul deals with this very important subject in the 15th chapter of First Corinthians. There are, you may have noted, 58 verses in the chapter. That's a lot. But, because of that, we're only going to deal with a few of the main points. It's a rich chapter. Deserves our attention. The chapter begins with the Apostle bringing his introductory words. He brings a a fresh proclamation of the gospel. I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. This good news is very simple to outline, yet so profound. Paul received his understanding of the gospel directly from Christ. Verse 3, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Then follows highlights of witnesses, personal witnesses, those who met the Lord Jesus, who examined his body, who knew the reality, the glorious truth that Jesus was alive. The Christian faith is not based on moral principles or philosophy of thinking. It's not about training for meditation, relaxation. It's not about mystical experiences. No. The Christian faith is about the facts of one very unique life. Death and resurrection. What that means. In verse 12 of this chapter, we see the reason that Paul wrote. There was an error amongst a few of the friends at Corinth. Whilst they believed that Jesus had risen from the grave, they went on to deny the resurrection of the dead. Paul points out that this was a contradiction. Both could not be true. So often, error in the history of the church has produced clear statements of truth in answer to those errors. And we can be very thankful for that. So it is with this chapter. 
the errors which men meant for evil in God's providence was used for good. So, what does Christ's resurrection mean for you? First of all, it means salvation today for all who believe. It means salvation today for all who believe. Verse 2 of the chapter read, By which also ye are saved if you keep in memory. This gospel, this good news about Jesus' death, burial and resurrection means salvation. If you hold fast, if you have faith that endures. Faith that saves is not a brief impression, but lasting faith in Christ. Knowing, verse 3, that it was for our sins that he died. He died for our sins. There was a time, verse 1 there, when they received that truth and now stand in it. This truth is very precious, very profound. But we also must be careful. When Paul said, for our sins, did he mean that all of humanity, every single individual, will be saved? No. We must look and see who Paul was writing to. In the start of the, the book, we see that he wrote to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. The hour means those who trust in Christ. We are the ones who can know that Jesus died in our place. What grace, what grace this is that Jesus should die in my place, pay my penalty. But Jesus didn't remain in the tomb. He was buried and he rose again. Romans 6 verse 4 We are buried with him in baptism, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1 The apostle says, Wherein ye stand. The gospel The resurrection of Jesus Christ makes a difference, a lasting difference, to daily life. It is seen in a life transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit, the new birth. 
Christians are those who are in the true vine and who therefore produce fruit, fruit which can be seen in their lives, good fruit. If there's no fruit in your life, you can have no assurance of your salvation. Repent and believe. Turn to Christ and ask him to save you. Now, there are some who appear to believe, but when perhaps adversity comes or other things distract or other things are more exciting, they fall away. Remember the parable of the sower in Matthew 13? The different types of soil upon which the seed fell? The seed was scattered widely. Some types of soil it grew. Grew fast, vigorous, but only briefly. When the heat of the day came, it was burnt up. Or when the weeds grew, it was choked out. Dear friends, Second Corinthians 13 verse 5, we are told to examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves, know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Oh, we should ever cry out for mercy, examine ourselves, and look to Christ of him alone. We are not saved by mere attendance at church. We're not saved by occasional words from our mouths or a one-time prayer. That means nothing the day after. We are saved by the finished work of Christ and trusting in that finished work day by day. Following Jesus, my sheep hear my voice. And they follow me, is what Jesus said. The Apostle Paul had been an enemy. He highlights this at verse 8. Last of all, he was seen in me also as of one born out of due time. For I am not, for I am the least of the apostles that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He persecuted, but his life was transformed and he became a great witness for Jesus. It was all of grace. Verse 10, by the grace of God. So, the resurrection of Jesus means salvation today. For all who believe. Secondly, Christ's resurrection means we look forward to the day of resurrection. Verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable, but Christ, the first fruits of them that slept. 
many of the Lord's people have died. Their bodies sleep in the grave, awaiting the day of resurrection. Verse 22 tells us that in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Every one of us was in Adam. Subject to death. We have an appointment with physical death. But Christ rose from the dead. And all those who are in Christ by faith shall have resurrection. His resurrection was the first fruits. I've planted some tomato plants out. In time, the first one will ripen. There'll be ripe tomatoes to pick. The first one will be the first fruit. It will have promise of a season of fruit bearing. More to come. So it is that we look to the day when His people will be raised from the grave. For the bodies of all saints which sleep in the graves will be called to life, resurrection life. We see that the apostle says, sown in corruption, verse 42, raised in incorruption, verse 44, sown natural, Raised spiritual. Verse 50. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Our bodies today are weak and frail. These bodies are not the same as our resurrection bodies will be. They will be like Christ's body after his resurrection. They will be incorruptible. There will be no more pain suffering and death. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. When the Lord Jesus returns, he will find faith on the earth. There will be a remnant awaiting his coming. Those of his people, those of us who are whose bodies are in the graves, will be raised to life. But those which are alive and remain at that time will be changed. In that moment, they'll be transformed, given a resurrection bodies 
too. How wondrous these truths. We look forward to that day of resurrection. Jesus said in John chapter 6 verse 40, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. What a day of victory through Christ Jesus this will be. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, this will be truly joyous. Revelation 19 verse 9. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true saints of God. Is your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ today? Do you know the assurance of that wondrous truth that Jesus died for your sins? Are you looking forward in faith and confidence to that day of resurrection when the trumpet shall sound? He shall be raised. We shall be changed to be like him. Will you be invited as part of the church to the marriage supper of the Lamb? But this is not all that our chapter speaks of. We must come to this third point. But then cometh the end. But then cometh the end. Verse 24. This is a solemn point. A very serious matter. For he must reign until he hath put all enemies under his feet. There are many today, sadly, who are enemies of Christ. Right across the land, in every area of society and life, the enemies of Christ seem to be in charge. This is not new. Present the actions of evil men in God's providence bring about his purpose. This is very clearly seen in the life of Joseph. He was sold as a slave by brothers who wanted to kill him, falsely accused of rape, but it turned out to be God's way of delivering his brethren from the famine. In Exodus, we see that a later Pharaoh hated God's people. His evil actions and plans were used to glorify God and saw the nation of Israel separated from Egypt and on their way to the promised land. When the nation refused to heed the call of the prophets to repent, God sent Nebuchadnezzar and they were taken into captivity. Prophet Jeremiah said, chapter 27, verse 6, in the words of the Lord, 
And now have I given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. The beasts of the field have I given him also to serve him. Nebuchadnezzar was an enemy of God used providentially to chastise God's people. God was working out his purpose. Evil men have evil intent, but God uses it for good. Which is the great truth of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This is most clearly seen in the life and death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter brings this out in the day of Pentecost in his sermon. It was God's determinate counsel but their wicked actions. We are not to despair the thinking that the wicked prosper without any restraint, that the wicked can overthrow the purpose of God. They never can. God is working out his purpose. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We see trouble in the world. There are many things to fear, but God has promised, Genesis 8 verse 22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Today's troubles are not the end of the world. They are not the final judgment. But in God's grace, they warn us that judgment is coming. The day will arrive when the enemies of Christ will be separated from those who are Christ's. Jesus said in John chapter 5 the 27th verse, and the Father hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is of the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. What about you? What about you? This is so personal. Are you an enemy of Christ? Jesus said, Luke eleven twenty three, He that is not with me is against me. One or the other. You're following Jesus or you're an enemy. Of Jesus. Jesus. Spoke. Of this time of separation. At the end. When he will say. To some. Depart from me. I. Never. Knew you. He gave. A great. Parable of the. 
ten virgins, the five wise and the five foolish, those who failed to fill their lamps whilst it was yet time. But then the gate was shut and they were outside. Lost. Nothing is more serious than this. We're speaking about your eternal destiny. Are you in Christ? Or are you an enemy of Christ? We spoke briefly on the resurrection of believers. Uh, hinted at the glories ahead for Christ and his people. But if you are not trusted in Christ, you have no hope, no salvation. You will have to face the judgment on your own as an enemy of Christ. I have a reading from the book of Revelation here. These are not my words. It is about what the scripture says. And it is my duty to read them to you, or to warn you or with them. Revelation chapter 20, the 12th verse. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Solemn words. Do you know for sure that Christ's resurrection means salvation for you? And the sure hope of the resurrection? Dear friend, will you not call upon the name of the Lord today? Turn in repentance and faith. And cry out for mercy. Forgiveness. Oh, may we remember the words of the Apostle Peter. The end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Amen.